Hello, this is Mitch Wagner. I'm an editor at Light Reading and welcome to the Light Reading Podcast. We're here today with two of my colleagues to talk about the Apple Fall 2018 iPhone and uh, business casual fashion announcement, which lasted about three times longer than the Avengers Endgame movie and did not have any fight scenes. Uh, this ended just about an hour ago, so this is an extremely hot take here. Um, first of all, I'm going to ask each of you to rate the announcement event on a scale of 1 to 10, with 1 being the introduction of the foldable Samsung phone that did not actually work, and 10 being the original iPhone announcement in 2007 featuring Steve Jobs himself. I'm going to give it a 6. It was entertaining enough, but like the Marvel superhero miniseries on Netflix, it was interesting, but it went on far too long. Um, and I'll also ask each of us to say what kind of phone we use. I'm using the uh, iPhone XS, last year's model. So first up, we have Mike Dano. Mike, introduce yourself yeah, to our listeners, although I know they've heard from you before. <laughs> Thanks, Mitch. I appreciate it. Yeah, uh, my name is Mike Dano, and I work here at Light Reading with Mitch. Hi, Mitch. And uh, Mitch, it Hello. sounds like you have the exact same phone that I do. I have the, the XS as well. Um, but I will say that I uh, I have a extra extra insight to provide because I just finished uh, buying a, um, a, a XR for my wife and now son. He's 13. He just got his first iPhone or his first phone. Um, and so it's like a, it's a huge deal at our house. And in fact, I just uh, sold our, our old one on eBay yesterday. I mailed it out yesterday. So I've been, I've been all up in Apple's business. Uh, the last few. <laughs> well, well, well Tov on your son getting his 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 first iPhone, as my people say. Um, and uh, how how do you rate this announcement? Um, I'd probably give it a, a two or a three. I just there there weren't there were no new products. Really, the only interesting thing I think is the is the TV stuff that I think Jeff is going to talk about. Um, so I'd give it a, I'd give it a pretty low score in comparison to the rest of the Apple announcements and really a- announcements yeah. in general. Yeah, that's fair enough. So next we have uh, Jeff Baumgartner, who, by the way, wrote an article about the announcement during the announcement. So I do bow to your <laughs> multitasking skills, although of course the announcement went on long enough that you could have written all the Harry Potter books. <laughs> right. That was the nothing. Time. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Jeff, uh, what, what kind of phone do you use there? Uh, I actually had to locate the box because I didn't even know, you know, <laughs> what model I had. It wasn't really like top of mind, but uh, I did find you know, it's a Samsung Galaxy S8, and uh, yeah, so and, you know, but our 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 family is kind of uh, fragmented when it comes to the devices. I mean, I have you know the Samsung, the Android phone. My, one of my sons has a Google Fi. Motorola Android phone. My wife and my other son have iPad, or I'm sorry, uh, iPhones. And then you know we have Roku boxes and uh, Fire TV. Yeah, we're just a big mess. But you know, uh, we just have never you know just latched onto one platform and said, okay, we're going to ride this one. You know, we we just kind of do them all. Yeah, we have uh, in our house. We're this is my wife and me here, and we're an all Apple house. And my wife actually has a better iPad than I do, which is really I'm in therapy about that actually. <laughs> um, so, um, Jeff, I thought the most uh, I think we all thought um, the most interesting part of this announcement was uh, the, the gaming and streaming video news. Yeah, so walk yeah, us just through to kind of bit, if you give would, you please. my rating too. I was a little bit higher than Mike. I had a like around a four and a five. I mean, it was kind of oh, okay. Ho hum, you know, it wasn't like a big nothing burger, but not really 
enough there to blow the doors off the joint. But, uh, yeah, I thought it would have been a little bit lower, you know, without some of the stuff I'll talk about here. But, uh, yeah, on the gaming side, um, you know, we had the Apple Arcade service. I mean, they, they teased it back in March and, and announced that they're going to sell it for about $5 per month, and it'll launch in September 19th. And it, and it kind of fits in with the plan there to kind of accelerate growth of the Apple services business to kind of help offset the issues it's seeing on the device side. And, you know, they talked about more than a hundred new and exclusive titles. You know, we saw like a new twist on uh, Frogger <laughs> that uh, was shown, you know, it didn't really make me <laughs> fine, you know, for the days of the coin op arcade and, you know, plunking quarters in the machines, but at least I was familiar with it. Uh, you know, I was wondering where, you know, the, you know, the new Pac-Man was coming, but, uh, uh, but it really kind of comes into play as Google gets going on the high end with the, uh, the Stadia service. So, you know, uh, no pun intended, but I mean, it's not really like an apples to apples comparison or apples to Google, but, but, you know, just a general thought about, you know, gaming, uh, you know, it's becoming a big, uh, I mean, it's huge obviously. And then it also fits in with some other moves being made by the broadband, the, the broadband guys to kind of work in, uh, to work in low latency capabilities that are important for multiplayer gaming, you know, not to mention the more demand for, for raw capacity. Uh, but yeah, you know, I believe the, uh, I think the, I was, if I saw it, the, the games for the Apple service, they can be played offline as well. So I guess that's really considered a, a feature now, <laughs> you know, offline capabilities instead of a, you know, the big yeah. new thing. Um, and then uh, the Apple TV plus uh, that was also teased by Apple earlier in the year. And so today we got uh, the initial pricing and a launch date, uh, you know, same, same area around four ninety nine per month. And they're going to launch on November 1st. And uh, it's kind of primed the pump, you know, they're going to provide a, or give a free year of it to people who buy a new Apple TV, iPhone or Mac, or you know, even an iPod touch. And I guess it was news to me. I didn't even realize they still had those. So, um, is it? Yeah, I was like, okay, uh, yeah, if, I ever, if I ever buy a new one, I can get a free year of Apple TV Plus. But uh, they also have like a family, this family plan idea. Six people in a family can share the account, so uh, that takes care of um, you know some of the password sharing issues, at least inside the family. You know, until they come out with like a friends and family idea, like MCI. But uh, they're gonna, you know, phase yeah. in the original programming, some initial stuff like the morning show. Um, uh, let's see. There's one that was the only one that kind of maybe had a little bit more personal interest to me is like the For All Mankind series. You know, yeah, yeah. Well, it's like yeah, what it's was that about? Like, um, even... Takes a stab at uh, like uh, how our world would be, you know, if there was a different result in the space race or something. You know, I don't know if it meant you know if Russia beat us or, or the Soviet Union beat us or you know what would that mean you know, to the world or if the space race never ended, you know, it just sounds kind of interesting, maybe kind of an alternative history series. So, uh, you know, I'm kind of into, you know, the Apollo, uh, 11, uh, anniversary and stuff. So it could be interesting. And, uh, the price is, um, about $5 less though for Apple TV plus than what was expected by some analysts. Um, but it does put it below the six ninety nine that uh, Disney is going to charge for Disney plus and uh, less than the Netflix 
basic tier, which is $899. You get only SD in one stream or even the, the standard tier, which is like $1299, but you get HD in two streams. So, uh, you know, the other thing that was important, uh, and they, they talked about this earlier, is uh, being able to support it outside the Apple device ecosystem. Uh, you know, they're going to be supporting certain Samsung smart TVs and web browsers and uh, they'll support it on Fire TV and Roku and LG and Vizio platforms later. So, uh, I mean, that, that's just an important way for them to uh, get distribution outside their own bubble, I think, um, uh, because I think they're going to have um, obviously an easier time getting those people to jump on board. It's going to be harder to get people outside of the Apple ecosystem, but if it, you're at least making it available, you know, through these other devices, uh, you know, I think it'll help them out. So. Hey, Jeff, um, what, what, why would you buy this thing? I, I hear that there's like, I don't know, four or five shows that they're going to have when they launch it in November. Are they going to have more shows and movies and stuff? Or is it really just like a handful of shows that that's what you're getting? Yeah. Yeah. So they're, yeah, they're going to have, um, originals plus, uh, like a library of other types of TV shows and movies to kind of round it out. But, it, it, you know, they're really focused on uh, promoting the originals that they're spending a heap of dough, you know, to develop to kind of differentiate wherever they can. Um, and yeah, I think they're going to you know, start off with an initial slate of originals and then they're going to kind of phase them in um, month to month. I'm not entirely sure uh, like what the, uh, how they're going to throw episodes out there. They're, they're, I don't think they're going to do the Netflix way and just kind of throw the whole season at you at once. I think they're going to kind of parse those out too, just to kind of keep people on the, uh, the hook and, uh, you know, try to keep churn under control because I think that's going to be a problem. I mean, that's a problem for all these, these SVOD services, you know, is this, not only yeah. getting them in the door. Yeah, but kind from of what we've seen, out. these streaming services seem to stand on two legs. There's the original episodes, which on the Apple streaming service, to me, didn't really seem all that interesting, candidly. Um, and there's also just the mm -hmm. the old favorite repeats. Uh, the big, you know, the big one being Netflix having you know the Office and Friends. Everybody loves the Office and Friends. So um, I'm wondering if we're going to see older shows. Yeah, th this is the part where I'll say classic TV. I, I cannot wait. For the Disney one, because it's going to have Simpsons on it, so that that I you can take all my money. <laughs> I will pay any amount, a crazy amount of money, to watch all the Simpsons. I'm so excited for that. Okay, yeah, well, oh, um. yeah, I'm, uh, yeah, I, it's it's weird. Now, I, I, now for for you guys, I mean, what I think one of the pro, one of the issues, I guess, with all these SVOD services like Disney's and. Warner Media's and and you know Netflix is already out there and Hulu's got its and its service and now we got this, uh, you know I I think it's gonna cause you know consumers uh, to make a decision you know especially if you have limited time and money I mean you're gonna have to make some some harder decisions on what you get and what what you don't or you know do you kind of pop in and out just based on a particular show you know I'm not. I'm not sure how this is all going to work, but uh, I don't know. Did, did any of any, anything you saw today entice you? I'm just curious. No, yeah, I, I might try it for like um, I might try it yeah. out if they're just to see that yeah. one series. I'm not sure about the others.
Well, the one the one series looked kind of depressing. The real news is depressing. The one you said about the, I remember the previous now was basically the USSR lands first on the moon rather than the US. So that that sounds good and depressing, and I can watch the news if I want to be depressed. Um, the mor- the morning show is about stars a woman who hasn't been in a hit since the '90s about a type of TV show that nobody watches anymore, aka morning TV news shows. Um, so that doesn't look great. And then they have the one C with Jason Momoa. Um, and Jeffy and I were joking about that in chat while they showed it. So it's about a far future where everyone is blind um, and they all live in like hunter gatherer societies, but they all have great hair. So, <laughs> you know, somehow they can see to do hairstyles and they have product too, like mousse and conditioner. So mm. no, not thrilling. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, they pulled that one off. I mean, that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and I, I meanwhile, I am going to be on Amazon Prime because we, we just finished watching Doctor Who and I turned to my wife and said, let's just watch them all again now. So that would be the third or fourth time through. So <laughs> And she agreed to that? No, we're, we're in oh. discussion about this. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> right. So, um, sorry, we talked about the gaming in the video. I'm going to briefly fly through the iPad because it's not that central to our readers, but it's a new one. It's a new kind of mid-range iPad. It's not the Pro. It's not the Mini. It's a uh, seventh generation iPad. It's a little bit bigger. Um, they compared it. I thought it was interesting that they compared it head to head with a laptop. Um, and this one has the f- smart keyboard connector, which you previously wanted the Pro for that. Um, we saw a preview of the iPad OS, which they talked about in June and which is in beta. Uh, starts at 329, which is nice. Um, this is also. It's, uh, speaking of, of the iPad, I, I feel like every time I, discussion of iPad rolls around, I feel like it's worth pointing out that I, I believe it was Steve Jobs who said that um, iPads were going to be the the cars and laptops would be the trucks, meaning that, you know, there would be more there would be more tablets out there than than laptops eventually. And the the trajectory of iPad sales does not at all bear that out. Uh, they have mostly, as far as I can tell, the sales of iPads and tablets in general have mostly plateaued and are, are declining rapidly. And it does not look like their big bet on uh, tablets has, has paid off at all. I disagree, sir. Not declining. No. Certainly the tablets would be cars thing has not paid out yet. Um, but definitely they've, they've come back. Um, there was a whole couple of years of iPad stagnation. Um, they are coming back. They're not coming back as much as they used to. I think partly because of something which later on infected the phone universe, which is once you've had one, you kind of keep it for a while. Well, that's been my, I have like uh, one of those uh, iPad yeah. Airs, I think. And I got it like five plus years ago. And and it's been a, it's been it's been great. I mean, I've had no reason to, upgrade <laughs> you know not yet so that, that, that i mean i'm sure that that's impacted them too it's just the uh <clears throat> the frequency of you know that people are gonna change them out like they they would with the the phones even though that's probably slowing yeah. down too yeah so i think it's it's um it's far from it, it, it's a it's an incrementally growing product and um when you start attaching a smart keyboard to it and now it's got mouse support then it starts to look like a laptop anyway. So, so we shouldn't write it off yet. I feel like I already wrote it off, but maybe I'll revisit it then. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So there's a new Apple watch, you know, it's always on display. It's got a new case. Um, 
It's always on display. I should, if I'm going to say it, I should at least explain it, which is basically it is always on. It doesn't shut off when you put your arm down. You can still see it, but it's dimmer. So hopefully people won't complain if you're wearing it in the dark. Um, they promoted the health aspect of it really hard. Um, some of the stories that you hear about people, people, uh, catching people having a heart attack and really saving their lives or an older gentleman who fell down while jogging and woke up with the EMT looking him in the face because the watch had detected the fall and had, uh, had contacted emergency services and his wife. So he believes that that saved his life. Um, and there was a few more stories like that. They're great stories. Um, and, uh, so let's skip merrily on to the iPhone. Um, I should note that this morning I saw a study from IDC uh, saying that sales of the iPhone are projected to be down 15% this year. Um, our friends at telecoms.com reported that we're going to see uh, improved growth in iPhones next year, but that's, I think they said 2%. So this is hardly boom times like it used to be. Um, I think the problem is basically everybody has an iPhone and nobody's doing any um, serious innovation. So every, as long as you have a working iPhone, you're just not going to, or a working smartphone, you're just not going to want to buy a new phone. Um, so they were really hitting the cameras hard on this announcement. Um, talking about this fantastic photos and uh, ultra wide lens and some really fantastic video stuff. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, this is great, but all I really want to do is take cute pictures of the dog. So I'm not taking great art photos. Um, and of course, as I'm thinking that they say, oh, by the way, portrait recognition now recognizes animal faces too. Um, so you can now picture, the, you can now picture the dog going, huh? so, um, and they've got two, they went back to the iPhone 11 name, as we've seen, um, predicted, uh, the iPhone 11 starts at 699. Uh, the iPhone 11 pro is the higher grade model. Um, and it starts, uh, at uh, $1,000, um, which I know a lot of people say is a lot of money for a phone. And it is, but we have luxury products. They exist. There are many types of products that have a mainstream line and a luxury line. This is the luxury line. Um, we've got uh, more camera, more battery life on this. Um, and uh, I think that uh, kind of covers the announcement end. Now, Mike... What does this mean for telcos? You had some interesting thoughts in chat about I mean, that, so share yeah. them. With uh, us, I think there are some. Uh, there's a few takeaways that I would I would give to to the like telecom industry in general um, from this from this so from this specific announcement. The big takeaway I would have for for telecom operators is that I think there's an an increased a growing and increased focus in the upload capabilities on a lot of these devices. So, you know, in years so to put it into the broad context of, you know, we've got 11 years of iPhone now or whatever it is. Um the, to put it into the broad context, you know, a lot of those initial devices were really focused on downloads, you know, downloading new movies, downloading apps, downloading stuff to your phone. Um, and the focus now is is slowly but surely, I think, shifting to the upload side of things. And so, you know, you've got this great camera, you've got all these video capabilities, um, and I think you have an increasing number of of outlets for stuff like that: Instagram, you know, TikTok, Facebook broadcasting, even even Reddit now has a way to broadcast video. 
Um, so I'm thinking that, you know, and if you're a network operator, that's, that would be my take, my, my big takeaway from this announcement, what it means for me, it means, um, it means uploads. It means I, I better start tuning my network so that, uh, I can handle more upload capability. And the reason I say that is because mobile networks are generally designed for like 80% downloads, 20% uploads. It just very generally. Um, and so I think they may want to start changing that ratio to maybe 30% uploads or 40% uploads even. Um, and I know that there's some conversations among uh, mobile network operators specifically around that. Okay, so let's, let's, let's pause right here, take a little break. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit more to Mike and Jeff about some of the outcomes of today's announcement. So we'll be right back. So, Mike, um, we're back. We're talking about the um, iPhone announcements today with my colleagues Mike Dano and Jeff Baumgartner. Uh, Mike, you uh, you had some thoughts that you wanted to share. I think about the importance of wearables, yeah. such as the AirPods and the yeah, watch. Yeah, I mean, I think it, so. This event had uh, very little to say about those areas. You know, they had a they had a section on the new watch that's coming out and that kind of stuff. But but uh, I think that's that's the part that I'm particularly interested in because I think that's the direction that Apple and the industry in general is headed, especially in relation to the telecommunications industry, because you're, you're going to want to connect all these different wearable devices. They're going to do stuff. They're going to have modems in them. Um, and they're going to represent a way for mobile network operators to get more money. Um, so, you know, this is, uh, I think the second, version of an Apple Watch that has uh, cellular capabilities built inside of it. Uh, and so, and I know that that's been a pretty significant driver of um, new uh, uh, line activations for mobile network operators here in the U.S. at least, and I think internationally as well. Um, and so I would expect that that trend will continue. And, you know, as Apple adds additional sort of devices into that sort of area, you know, you've got your earphones that you put into your ears and they're wirelessly connected. And then you can talk to Siri on the earphones. And, you know, if Apple ever does uh, release some kind of uh, eyeglasses or, you know, other wearable type devices, stuff you put in your shoes, I don't even know. I'm thinking that those kind of things are going to get connected as well. And I think that that sort of builds the, you know, it, it expands the ecosystem that Apple, Apple is developing around its devices. You've got your tablets, your laptops, you know, the things that go in your ear and they all work together. All, all requiring network connectivity. All requiring network connectivity and all requiring you to pay a little bit extra to your operator of choice. Um, and I think that's that's the big, I think, takeaway is that, you know, if Apple is successful in expanding that ecosystem, it's it's it, it would represent more revenues for the network operators. Yeah. I, I, one thing I see a lot of here and also um, in my travels to various U.S. cities is just people wearing seem to be wearing AirPods a lot. I think so too. Um, I think that's, I mean, if, if I would expect the next thing that Apple's going to put a modem in, you know, it might be, it might be the Mac uh, laptop, but it, I could have, you know, I could totally imagine it to be one of those earphones. Cause then you walk around, you can make calls, you can have Siri do things for you, play music, make calls. And you just put those things in your, put, put those things in your ears and you're ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. And especially when you get, if they, if they, if they improve Siri to the point where it becomes more responsive, you mean where it becomes useful? 
Uh huh. I, I would I would go for that if it, yeah, if yeah. it actually did what you needed it to do. Well, may, well, Mike. Yeah, I was when. I mean, how long before you know we have the the Apple embedded? You know, they, they actually embed something into your body. You know. <laughs> With a radio, yeah, you and, know, there's and uh, you, you yourself are exactly. an Apple device. There's, I think we're already headed in that direction. The uh, uh, I don't know if you guys know uh, uh, Derek Peterson over at Boingo. He's got a thing that he installed in his mm-hmm. hand. It's a little NFC chip that he can wave in front of a door to unlock it or turn on his car. Um, so I think you know he does. He just did it for, as an experiment just to see if it would work. But uh, yeah, we're we're well on our way. I would say um, in terms of sort of testing out those waters. Yeah, there's a company, a startup out there that's already working on mind uploads. Um, like it starts out as just a primitive chatbot simulation that uses a recording of the person, but you know, give it give it twenty years, and your 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 your, your immortal afterlife will be taken care of by Apple. Hmm. Uh, so, what would the product be? Would the like the eye body? Yeah, or something, something like that, or the the iPhone, i the eye person. You, you, you uh, upload yourself to a to a uh, to an iPhone, yeah. and you can you can nag your children and grandchildren for all eternity. So, Mitch, you and I were talking about this a little bit about um, Apple glasses, and yeah. I still think that's the i i have i I think there's a very high chance of that happening in the next five years, where you you buy a pair of Apple eyeglasses. And they have augmented reality and will show you things over your vision, where you're driving, where you're, like you said, working on the dishwasher. It'll show you how to fix stuff. I think that's it. Yeah. And then there's the gaming angle too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what about the the wild, uh, the wider context about the iPhone impact on mobile networks and, and how it's changing telco business models? Well, um, I think I think the the impact there is 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 mainly just from the the, the most obvious impact is just the pr- the rising price of the phone. So you know you we all we all remember just a few years ago when you bought a new phone it was two hundred dollars, and you signed a two year contract. Um, and so you know if your phone was only two hundred dollars, well of course you could upgrade to a new one every two years because your contract ended. The next phone was only two hundred dollars, and you would, you know, you would continue upgrading like that. Um, and and that's you know when the iPhone was first introduced, that was the model that it was introduced under. Uh, buy, buy a new iPhone for two hundred dollars, sign a two-year contract. And so nowadays, you know, if you've if you've bought a phone in the last probably two or three years, uh, you know that that's not how you buy phones anymore. And and during the announcement today. Uh, they talked about you know the, the full price of the phone. The you know the cost of the phone is a thousand dollars or twelve hundred dollars or you know whatever it is now. Uh, and and that's a, that the a big reason that you're seeing that now is because uh, carriers are no longer doing the two year contract, and they're they're instead of giving you a, a phone every two years for two hundred dollars, now they're they're having you pay for the phone over the course of two or three years. And you can see the cost of the phone on your bill. And when you're done paying that phone off, then your bill goes down because you don't have that cost in your bill anymore. And so as, that's, a, I think, a big reason why um, people are holding onto their phones longer. And it's a big reason that uh, operators such as uh, Verizon and AT&T are reporting very low levels of churn. It's because people are not leaving their carrier anymore. And they're not leaving their carrier anymore because they they don't have two-year contracts that are ending and and so they don't go look for a new operator. Instead, they pay off their phone and they, you know, their service is fine. Their phone is fine. They just sit there now. And so 
it's it's change and so it's changing it used to be that every iphone announcement was called a switching event and carriers prepared for it all year long because you launch a new iphone this is your opportunity to get a bunch of new customers who are switching carriers and that's not the case anymore churn is at an all-time low people are sticking with their carriers longer and they're buying fewer they're buy they're keeping their phones longer and so they're switching carriers less often so no longer are we seeing the big switching events of uh, even just a few years ago. Is iPhone, is 5G going to be a big driver? Is it gonna jet propel sales and maybe even be a switching event in? Yeah, really. That I think that's an open question. Um, I think that a lot of people are expecting next year's iPhone to have 5G and for that to represent a big uh, they call them a super cycle in iPhone. It's like in iPhone speak, you have these like mini cycles like this one where not much happens. And then you have super cycles, like when the eight was announced, like that was a big deal. Everybody wanted it. Everybody wanted to upgrade. And it also coincided with a lot of like the two and three year cycles. And so, you know, everybody bought the four and then everybody bought the eight. And, and when the iPhone, when the next iPhone comes out next year, it's probably going to have 5G. It's also probably going to sit on one of those super cycles where everybody is sort of their phone is whatever, four or five years old. They're kind of thinking about getting a new one. And, oh, here's this new iPhone. It's got 5G. So I would expect if Apple makes a big deal about it having 5G, I think that there's a big chance that it could be uh, next year's phone could be a super cycle. I don't think that this year's phone counts as a super cycle. Yeah, you, you use the word super cycle. I haven't heard that, but I've heard it described as a TikTok cycle. Um, mm -hmm where traditionally the one year they'll come out with a new redesigned phone and the next year it'll be an incremental upgrade on that same phone for Apple. Um, right. Now the way I, yeah, the way I look at my calendar, while. this is their second year of incremental upgrades. Right. Right. Um, which is, which I mean, which is fine, but it's not, I mean, they talked about the breathtaking new design of the phone and I looked at the screen and I said, it looks the same. <laughs> Where's you know, it? I, so I said, you know, I've got the XS Matt or sorry, I have the XS, the one from last year and my son has the XR. So they're two different phones. They actually have two different screens, but it, when you look at them next to each other, you cannot tell they are exactly visually identical. So I'm, I'm not buying any more of their screen stuff. Yeah. I don't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And you also, uh, one more point that you said you wanted to discuss was the battery life. You like that, huh? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's the that was my biggest takeaway is that they finally discovered that people like having a phone that has good battery life, and so they're actually doing that now. Uh, isn't that nice? <laughs> the the Android people like Huawei and stuff. I mean, they've been for years now. They've been packing these enormous batteries into their phones, and you know, boasting of two and three day battery life. And so I'm I'm happy to see that Apple finally has discovered that. Um, it is nice to have a phone that doesn't die on you uh, during dinner. Yeah, I have Sh shocking. I know I have mixed feelings on that. Or I'm on the one hand, um, I usually end up getting a battery case. The current one I have is like thirty bucks, and it's really nice. Um, so some of the complaints to me about battery life, I just kind of shrug them off. Like yeah, I put the battery case on it at four or five, and and I'm good to go for the rest of the day. Um, on the other hand, since they do have multiple models of phone, why can't they do one more that's bigger, but with a bigger battery? So I, I see your point yeah. too. Like I, that's I, when you, when people have done surveys of like, what do you want in your next phone? You know, battery life is always at or near the top. So 
I feel like that. <laughs> I can't be the only one who wants a good battery life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up. Jeff, you haven't talked for a while. Is there any, any points you'd like to add? Uh, let's see. I, uh, I think they, we were supposed to get, I don't know if I mentioned it, but we were, there were rumors that we were supposed to get a new Apple TV device oh, yeah. today. Yeah, that's right. And that, you know, didn't happen. So, you know, we still have the Apple TV, the 4K version that was like, it's two years old. You know, it's going to be the, the the device at least until next time. So, so for now, no, you know, nothing new on that, even though we thought maybe we'd see something. But uh, yeah, that, that's probably the only other thing I'd mention is the news and the non-news. I, th- I think they've got another month. And it's, it, it's not unusual yeah. for them to come up with a second lesser yeah. announcement in the fall. Okay. On the other hand, if they're going to do the streaming TV thing, why wouldn't they do the hardware one now too? So maybe we're not going to see it this year. So uh, you can you can you can decline to answer this next question until you get to talk to your wife. But are you going to be buying anything you saw today? Um, you know, I may try Apple TV Plus uh, just to see what it's like. You know, poke poke my head in on a couple of those series, uh, you know, just to kind of see what they're about. Uh, but yeah, as far as, um, the iPhone, like, you know, I talked about earlier, I mean, I'm kind of stuck in the, I'm kind of in the Android world. Um, I'm not sure about anybody else here at the household, but, uh, probably not, at least not right out right away. Anything else that they had today. Yeah. Uh, Mike, any last words? Uh, I, no, I don't think so. I'm, I'm not planning on buying any of that stuff. I sure would like some of it. It looks pretty cool, but I, I, the air conditioning has broken my car. So <laughs> I'll probably get that before uh, summer comes around. Priority. <laughs> yeah. And, and as for me, also not really tempted, might get the Apple TV thing. If it turns out they come up with a show that I like, um, might actually try the gaming service only because I don't really play games and I've always felt like it's a gap in my cultural knowledge. So. What the hell? For five bucks, I can play a month of 50 games and decide whether I'm a gamer or not once and for all. Um, for the rest of it, eh, I'll stick with what I got. All right. So I think uh, I think we're wrapping up here. Um, I'd like to once again thank my colleagues, Jeff Baumgartner and Mike Dano, for sharing their insights and time with us. Uh, I'm Mitch Wagner from Light Reading. Thanks for listening to the Light Reading Podcast. This podcast is edited and produced by Tian Fu in New York. Show notes are available at lightreading.com along with our coverage of this week's Apple announcement. And you can get the podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or any of your favorite podcast software. Thanks for listening and for getting your telecom news from Light Reading. <laughs>